0: Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. I'm Skylar.
1: I'm Celeste the Panther.
0: And today we are discussing series four, episodes 12 and 13, The Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Which is both the Series 4 finale uh, and the uh, effective Avengers Endgame of the RTD-era universe. Which I think it was actually for, like, I think this was planned to be, like, his last hurrah. And then he, like, basically did the sort of half year or whatever where he did, like, specials instead of a full season. Um... RTD
2: walked so the Russo brothers could run.
0: (laughs) (sighs) So, yes. And it also features uh, the return of Davros, who had not shown up uh, on television uh, since Seven blew him the fuck up in remembrance of the Daleks. So, Uh,
1: I want to ask, when they reference stuff later... Um, about how da- he thought Davros had died. Was that referencing the stuff with Seven, or is that just stuff No, that that's happened?
0: Time War stuff, because they specifically mention he thought Davros died in the first year of the Time War, which was later than uh, Remembrance. Right. But to be fair, like, almost every single time Davros showed up in the classic series, the serial would end with him supposedly dying, so...
2: He's the Kenny of Doctor Who.
0: (laughs) Like, literally, literally, like, Sarah Jane's reaction to, like, wait, he's supposed to be dead is because Sarah Jane was in the first episode that Davros appeared in, and he died at the end of that episode. (laughs) So.
1: (laughs) Davros has the death kink, is what you're telling me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Based... Um. So yeah, um. And uh, starts off with uh the doc like doctor running about and being like, "Oh God! If Rose is here, that means the walls of the universe are breaking down." Um. And they totally completely missed the uh the Earth getting ganked. Great the power great job, of a guys. time lord's
2: angst. So... Tower.
0: The power of the power of time lord simping. <laughs> Insurmountable. Uh, all right um and so yeah like almost immediately we are introduced to martha and then uh jack gwen and ianto and sarah jane and luke so it, it brings all three running shows together plus brings martha and rose back and davros um, and yeah, there's like, as far as the like crossover goes, I think it's good, and a lot of the character interactions between the characters are good, and like that, like that part of it, is pretty good. However, like I, like I don't think the crossover part is the problem. I think it has to do with like how many like stupid gambits pile up and are immediately dealt with, and I specifically have a bone to pick with. Rose, and it really pains me to say it, but I have some problems with how Martha is characterized in this episode. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) I will agree that Rose and Martha are not the best written in this.
2: Yeah, it's a shame because like the pacing of like every person introduced and every new person, and like I think anybody will say like at least functionally one of the big bonuses of that Avengers Endgame did is that like, the jump between each, like, sub-story was good. Like, I never felt, like, too bored or, like, okay, what are they doing now? Like, it's the same in this episode. Like, pe- like things are moving along at a pretty good rate. Um, It's just what they decide to do with that time, especially, like, after the, like, third act, I would say about in this episode, and then almost all of the next episode is, like, not well done. <laughs> like, structurally, it's good, but otherwise no
0: i like how it like there's there's really something to say about how like every single time rtd uses the gag of like newscast to newscast to scientists talking about it to late night talk show slash soap operas making fun of it is impeccable it's like it's always funny
1: I don't know how he makes it funny every time, but it, it really is like. The one this time where they got the late night talk show host is just like cracking jokes about it, it's like, Yeah, of course there's alien there's planets in the sky and they're just like, Oh, funny guy time and it's like Also the fact in, that in like 2000- nobody is
0: like there clearly people are perturbed by the fact that the entire like planet has moved but either the time scale is Borked or people aren't that perturbed if like late night hosts are cracking jokes about it or yeah, if that late night television, television is television. even still running.
1: Okay, okay, but here's the thing. I was thinking about that and I'm like, "Huh, that's kind of weird, but then but then I remember we're living through a pandemic and that's exactly what's happening." So, accurate.
0: Oof. I mean, I think that's a little bit different from the entire planet getting ganked halfway across the universe, but you know, I love, it's a
1: matter I of scale. But it, I think the same principle applies. Fair enough. I also, I I, the, I
0: think it's the another thing of like timescale being borked. But yes, yeah. Um, the
2: the Dawkins inclusion was nice, if a bit. And by nice, I mean Richard I laughed Dawkins. my ass off. Um, and then. When when it cuts to, I think it's like right after this that it's like there's like rioting and people are panicking in the streets. And all I could think of is just like, this is the future that the left wants. Like that meme, um, <laughs> played in my head um, while Rose was. Oh my god! Did you guys? Gun.
0: Did you guys see the fucking like weird ass fucking tweet that Tim Allen made? I did... about oh, Karl Marx. You know. <laughs> where he spelled Karl Marx with a c. Yeah. <laughs> what was the point of that? I don't, I don't know. He's just like from what I can tell, Tim Allen is like the centrist boomer meme but an actual person.
2: Hold on. I, I, I This is this is perfect. Um if I can find it fast enough. Um he says, I'm sure Mr. Marx would have made adjustments to his position had he been exposed to our country's advanced evolution of worker unions and our protection of child labor. And then one of the top comments is, "Marx, quote, workers under these horrible conditions should form unions and abolish child labor. Tim Allen. He wouldn't think that if we saw how workers formed unions and abolished child labor.
0: <laughs> what? What the fuck?
2: So yeah, the, Tim Tim Allen is a whole ass meme, and this episode was made to scare him and uh, embolden the right. That that's the real hot take.
1: <laughs> All right. So true! Uh, exclamation point. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah. Uh. And then of course the Daleks come in and. Uh, oh yeah, everyone's like, oh, like, where's the doctor? And there's, like, the teleport thing. And I do like, I like the fact that because of who was handpicked for this episode or who had already appeared, every single person in this episode was already familiar with the Daleks. And especially, like, I very, like, I have always remembered, in particular, like, Sarah Jane's reaction.
2: Oh, yeah. That, that and whole and, and sequence a lesser is tense and to a lesser extent, terrifying. Jack,
0: like that's one of the other few times where like even if like the Daleks are like kind of a joke in this episode, like you can still sort of feel like a bit of the menace there because you have at least the personal connection through the characters,
1: yeah,
2: yeah jack- Jack's reaction hit me he he just he holds yeah. He holds his team because they don't know. And especially when you think about that Jack
0: literally was killed by them.
2: Yeah. So that was, again, really good setup, really good moment. And then. Yeah. Then the rest of everything happens. But like, again, the setup and the tension and how they pull off that reveal, like Sarah Jane and Jack particularly, like, make that work, make you feel like it's a gut punch.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, y'all ever forget the fucking Shatter Proclamation are in this episode? Because I did, and uh, I forgot about it again until we read the fucking... I forgot about it again until I read the fucking transcript and was like, oh, yeah, they're there. Ten speaks in Jadun honest. for a bit.
1: Okay, that's a really weird... I never get why the Jadun speak in their language, because shouldn't the TARDIS be
0: translating it? I don't even... F- f- I i don't know man
2: funny alien pig speak he <laughs> he um yeah and then there's like the albino women who have all the same haircut or we don't know they're women yeah. they're female actors we're assuming um and like red eyes contacts and i'm just like what who who the fuck are these people like what,
0: what let's go space it... lesbians let's go
2: <laughs> based but it's yeah it's like a, it's an exposition um like, an excuse to, like, have the whole thing and then... Like, it's not bad. It's just, like, this is a detour that, like, we need an excuse for why the doctor takes his time to show up. And this is what they do, which isn't bad. But, again, it's kind of like, okay,
0: we're walking, we're yeah. walking. I, yeah, definitely. It's a,
1: it's a weird one for sure because, like, he's, he's never... I mean, they've only showed up once, but he wasn't really too into the Shadow Proclamation, so, like, why is that the first place he'd go?
0: (laughs) Maybe because they, like, as much as he dislikes them, they're still centralized enough that they'd know more.
1: I guess, but he had no reason to, like, believe this was, like, a big thing until he got there, so, like
0: also I, I have to think about how funny it is that the fucking lady is immediately like yes we are at war and we will you are commandeering your spacecraft like i'm sorry do you not know who the fuck you're talking to
2: <laughs> yeah that felt that felt weirdly out of place but then i was just like oh yeah it's like it's like space cops of course they're be like yeah. well
0: <laughs> we're gearing for war guys <laughs> The 10th Doctor says 1312. (laughs) Uh. Uh, so yes. Uh, Martha is handed the MacGuffin card for the Osterhagen key. Um, and there's this whole thing about, like, ooh, unstable teleport technology. Um.
1: Yeah
2: I I forgot completely about Project Indigo and the whole like yeah. teleport thing it was okay <laughs> Yeah Martha's dead guys
0: Yeah Martha's totally completely atomized <laughs> If they actually did that I I will admit if they actually did that I would be more pissed off than um I would be more pissed off than if, uh, if, uh, than like what we got. Um, yeah. Also, while we're still in like the good portion of the story and we have something that I can actually give praise to, I like basically everything to do with Dalek Khan. Interesting idea. Good execution. Creepy. Good job. Gold star.
1: He's a wacky boy, I and mean,
2: he does it good. <laughs> yeah, hearing the fucking the normally kind of cold and like monotone Dalek voice be shoutouts tied to, to, to my like, boy
0: Nicholas Briggs.
2: Yeah, tied <laughs> tied to someone who's like that gone and that like weird with their speech. It, it was that that's a good effect. Yeah.
0: Side note, actually, I am like so used. Like it's it's weird growing up from like a new Who perspective because like when you listen to like classic Who, there's like a because it's not the same generally not the same actors. There is significantly less, um, uh, like uh, continuity between Dalek voices. Whereas for the entire like fifteen years that the show has been back on the air, it has always been Nicholas Briggs, and that level of continuity has, like. It it makes going back weird.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He he was even in the uh, thirteen like New Year's special, right? Yes. As the one, yeah. Well,
0: he also runs Big Finish and is basically known as the Dalek and Cyberman voice guy. So yes, they're going to hire him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Um. Also,
2: Wolf continues to be awesome.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wolf. Wolf fucking goes sicko mode with like the paint, and like the paintball gun. Like that. Like that's like the last like leftover thing that Dalek didn't like. That Dalek didn't like disprove of like the like. Oh yeah. If you impair the eye stalk, it just cleans off. However, I really gotta hand it to the dude for the initiative.
2: It's like, I'm not letting space it's, it's, fascists it's... take my land.
0: Yeah, it's it's really weird because, like, the, like, oh, it's them aliens can, like, totally be coded in, like, the, like, racist grandpa way. But, like, there's something about him that makes it actually endearing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wilf is our problematic fave. I think we've just collectively agreed that we're okay with his shenanigans because he's just so cute. About- also
0: because to be fair a lot of the time the aliens that he's directed at are like generally trying to take over slash destroy the planet um, and we it has already been like demonstrated that he has like ex- he is extremely compassionate
2: yeah he he he's chummy with the uh friendly aliens in uh end of time
0: yeah like like he's like sort of like an outsider but he's not like actually maliciously racist or speciesist or whatever um probably he probably would not have voted to leave the europe uh, to leave the european union
2: Yeah, someone someone tweet uh, Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> Bernard Cribbins? Uh, I don't fucking know. Um, and then Rose. Rose enters the main.
0: Rose does the only cool thing that Rose does in this entire two-parter, which is fucking blow a Dalek's head off. That's it. That's the only good thing Rose does in this two-parter. Okay, tell, Everything tell me. Everything else is fucking shit.
2: Tell me, tell me I'm not crazy. She sounds different. Right? Like, from how yeah, she Yeah, I talked. remember
0: people, like, in, in contemporary reviews for, or not not contemporary, in um reviews for, like, Turn Left at the time, like, commented on it, too. Yeah, I just,
2: I don't know if she was, like, out of, I don't know if she started doing, like, Secret Diary of a Call Girl or, like, all the other stuff she started doing. But it's, like, I don't know, because I know sometimes if I have to, like, get back into a role that I haven't done in a bit which hasn't happened all that often but still like it's it's hard at first so I don't know if it was like that or the writing that it was just like I don't know how to talk Also in this it was voice only a anymore. year off Yeah it, it, so I don't know um uh yeah it, it's it's just a weird thing it's it's the least of the problems that the Rose character yeah. has I have no hate towards Yeah Billy no Piper. I don't I don't
0: really I don't like what like yeah no, it's it's specifically like the lines in delivery uh she's fucking insufferable. And like super like I don't know if Mary Sue is the re- well uh, yeah, actually yeah, she she kind of ends up being that in this episode or at least she gets absolutely everything she wants basically. Um I'll
2: slightly contest that, but I, but narratively, I absolutely agree. It's, it's wish fulfillment. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Um, also the, the, like the thing here where they, they like the Tandoka trail stops dead and, and like he just completely clams up. I'm not entirely sure if that's in character or not because I could see him because he's a fucking moody bitch like just giving up after that but yeah um and then harriet jones uh immediately becomes cool again
2: yes our our first problematic fave arguably um yes
1: i don't get harriet jones what i don't get i don't understand her character at all it just makes no sense
0: i mean i think this kind of goes into I think this kind of goes into the problem that we had with how she was, like, the, the jump in how she's portrayed from Aliens of London to Christmas Invasion. Yeah, I yeah. don't know.
1: I also noticed they never actually specified what party she's from, and it's like...
0: They don't, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: It's pretty clear that she's Labour, though. Like, she's not guess, a Tory. Yeah.
1: But then but then that means Wilf didn't vote for her, so...
0: Yeah. Look,
2: look, look, the, the politics of Doctor Who are borked anyway, so we're walking. Um, <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, but we we need a logical consistency in these politics. This is basically an indirect admission that. Let, let me know, put it.
0: No, 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 because here's the thing that's a throwaway joke line.
2: Yeah. I.
0: That's I not know. like
1: an. I don't know.
0: Um.
2: Again, we need we need to tweet Bernard Cribbins. Um,
0: <laughs> Why would we tweet Bernard Cribbins? Tweet RTD. <laughs> yeah, oh
2: yeah, that's true. I um, uh, I thought it was kind of weird how it's like, oh yeah, I have this. I just happen to have this technology that like can't be detected by Daleks, but it's like a sentient program, and it can pick out who is important, who has had contact with the doctor, and then she mentions in a throwaway exposition line that. It, the copper foundation developed it which i had to look this up i didn't yeah. realize that was the mr. oh yeah copper that's, that's a from... reference
0: to yeah that's a reference yeah that's a reference to mr copper
2: yeah from voyage um so that's cool but at the same time i'm just like did would... <laughs> it it that basically happens because plot which i'm okay with because like harriet having like some redemption or at the very least being like pragmatically useful and trying to solve the problem when she comes across the threat she just can't blow up out of the sky um that that was good um rose's reaction to everyone particularly martha was was not was not cash money
0: yeah um so yeah um also, but the problem with this whole like, like, yeah, like Harriet Jones scene, like everyone going through, um, and the fucking thing where like Rose is like, doesn't get in and she's just making snide remarks and bitching about how she's not in the conference call. And like the entire time I'm watching this, I'm just going, Rose, shut the fuck up.
2: It's like, like it's, it, character...
0: like, it, it's, it's so grating. And it's the fact that, like, this isn't... It's not even played as, like, intentionally being annoying because Rose gets everything she wants. It's very clearly her episode. And it fucking infuriates me.
2: It's also, like, I wouldn't go so far... I mean, maybe you could call this character assassination, but, like, she's literally already gone through this arc in School Reunion where she was just like, oh, I'm jealous of this former companion. And then she, like, grew up and realized that being like a part of the doctor's life, whether it's in the past or present is still cool. So her having a reaction to like, Oh, he traveled with someone like, I don't know who this Martha chick is. I'm just like, bitch, we, we had this episode. It happened. Why are you acting like it didn't
0: like it, it? And on, and also like it makes, it's honestly like, I feel like this entire setup was meant to like the entire reason why this setup happened was rtd was like okay well i want to do a like finale that like is like a like a continuity cavalcade of like everything i did for the show right and then um and then they're like he's like oh okay well i need to get rose back and then it's like well, okay. How do I get Rose back in a way that doesn't make her seem like a complete one hundred and eighty of her character, and her being like a ridiculously over the top, like, 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 like stupid levels of like, oh, I, I am simping so hard that I will destroy the boundary between universes. So he's like, okay, I have to come up with something that threatens the multiverse, so this doesn't seem incredibly dumb. Because, like, I'm I'm just thinking about, like, I'm already annoyed, but if it was, like, Rose comes back because she literally simped so hard she blew a hole in the universe, I was fucking despise this even more.
2: Look, RTD is actually doing a subtle years ahead of its commentary on simp culture. You're just, you don't have enough, you don't have a high enough IQ to understand Shut Rick and Morty. Shut the fuck up. Uh, um... <laughs> But yeah, just again, hopefully I don't cut out when I mention Avengers Endgame again, but like there's no, like a lot of the character interactions and like fan service. Like there's a there's a fuck ton of fan service in Avengers Endgame, but none of it yeah. or very fe- very little of it feels like it undermines or flat out assassinates characters to any degree. And yeah, I want, no, no, my like my my
0: complaint, my complaint about shit that the like Infinity War endgame fucks up is specifically limited to them like just really fucking up the ending of Thor Ragnarok, which was my favorite by a long margin.
2: Yeah, Thor is complicated especially cuz he's having more films, but this yeah, that goes into a yeah. whole other thing. But um yeah, it's just it's sad. I wish I wish we got more of, not exactly series one Rose, but like that character. Like I wish it felt like the same character. And aside from like a few moments and turn left, it didn't. And it hasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's weird, like, Rose in Turn Left feels like a fundamentally different Rose than the Rose that shows up in this, because Rose in Turn Left is very much, like, sort of wise, interdimensional figure that's like, okay, well, clearly you're you're super important, and it's, like, it's you, and you're the fucking... And then here Rose is like, oh, uh, uh, I'm not in the big conference call. Uh, uh.
2: Yeah, it's like that they were being charitable they tried to go for desperation like she's been trying to get back to him for so long that she's like at her rope's end but instead it just comes off as her whining that she's not in the club which (laughs) yeah ain't a good look chief
0: yeah it's just um yeah, literally, the line where, like, a Martha Jones, former companion to the Doctor, and Rose, the literal line is, so, oi, so was I, and it's just... Gah! It, it This is probably, in the long run, this is stupid, and I shouldn't get this annoyed about it, but, boy, it really pisses me off. She just comes off as, like, a whiny, like entitled white woman.
1: <laughs> yeah. White women. Yeah.
0: Look,
2: as as the resident white woman. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Um. Shoutouts to uh, Captain Jack hitting on Sarah Jane.
1: And Donna getting thirsty for Jack later. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And thus a thousand fanfics were born from this yes. two-parter.
0: Yep. Um... So yeah, uh, they all basically call the Doctor, um, which puts them, like, allows them to bypass the time fuckery or weird time suspension thing that they were hiding this from. Um, And we are introduced to Davros. Um, Davros in this episode is good, at least. Oh, Davros is
1: very good.
0: Yeah. Um, And then uh, Jack teleports out while uh, Gwen and Ianto hold the Daleks off from reaching Torchwood. Um, And then we get our stupid fucking cliffhanger where they literally do a slow motion run to each other. (laughs) And then he gets fucking shot. And okay, here's what I'm going to say. My opinion on your regeneration cliffhanger is... Is whether or not you actually commit, and both times that they've tried this, they haven't committed. And just at that point, I'm just like, okay, fuck you. Like it, it feels cheap.
2: Give me the alternate universe where we got Matt Smith in this episode. Damn it.
0: Yeah, yeah, fucking weird. Um... It's 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 just like commit for God's sake. Like, I know the BBC has to hype up every single fucking regeneration as if it's, like, a big event. But, like, it would kind of be cool if it wasn't. Yeah. Agreed. Like, like, like an episode just, like, it's either, like, a two-part cliffhanger or, like, the alternate one where an episode starts and, like, the Doctor immediately gets capped in the head. And it's like, "Oh, new doctor now. Surprise. I Bitch mean, that's you the thought."
1: TV movie basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> but here's the thing. The TV movie still advertised it with itself with 8 and not with 7. So I'm talking like literally full-on surprise.
2: Yeah. The
1: surprise doctor.
0: Yeah.
2: I And here's another part that annoyed me about Rose like and again, I think this is this is yet another instance of like Clara and Twelve do this dynamic, but better take a drink. It's like Rose has already adjusted from nine going to ten. I feel like her being like, "Yes, don't yes, go." Yes, but you see, weird.
0: but but you see, you see her simpery for David Tennant knows no bounds.
1: <laughs> I can relate there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm just i don't know the whole like i just found you like i again i could i could maybe be more charitable towards that but it's just like the presentation just doesn't isn't isn't charitable towards rose and i don't know if it's more the writing or i or mean acting, also there there's but... a
0: thing of like people complain about the like Ugh, like regeneration being like death thing but here's the thing i understand why 10 is like that because of how, like, the circumstances that cause Ten to be created. And also the fact that Ten has an extremely short lifespan. Um, yeah. And I understand human reactions to that. Because we're human. We're not Time Lord. And they are fun... Like, there is, like, fundamentally different people in all the Doctor. Like, there's still, like, a core sort of set of standards or morals or, like like, traits. But they are all very different people. And I understand humans having that reaction. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I sort of understand where people who complain about that are coming from, but like in Ten's case. And in the case of humans, I understand it.
2: Yeah. This is going way into end of time bullshit. It's just, I kind of, it's, it's the hype it up too much problem. Like if, if, if it was just like a subtle character thing or he mentioned it once or twice, but it's just like, and again, this is this is getting into a the special down the line, but it's just like the whole speech of um, a new man walks away in my shoes and I'm dead. Like, I don't know. It's just hitting it over the head, hitting.
0: I, yeah, I it, it was just I'm a, well, I mean, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll me. get into this when we get to end of time. But shut the fuck up. I like that scene.
2: No, it's a good scene. It's just like, it's that plus like several other things. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, just, you know, just, just glow already. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the fake out, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan out that I'm not a fan of it here. And I'm not a fan of it when the monk, uh, story arc plays with it in uh series 10. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um anyways, so yeah. And uh so yeah, Sir Cliffhanger is ten after having gotten Dalek uh regenerating in the TARDIS. <laughs> question for y'all y'all ever simp so hard that you burn one of your extra lives just to make sure that your dick is the same size
2: (laughs) well now that you mention it um this is even more doubly dumb well timeless children makes everything dumb but the fact that he the fact that this wasn't even a waste. Like, he could just do this forever if he oh, really yeah, wanted to. Oh, yeah, that's
0: true. God, fuck you, Chris Chibnall. There we go. There's, There it is. I w- it wasn't going to get brought up this week because we didn't have any Torchwood. But fuck you, Chris Chibnall. <laughs> we got the quota in, guys. <laughs>
2: yeah. I like the exact midpoint, too. But, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I like how they bring that up around for, like, Matt Smith. But looking back now, it's kind of like, yeah, 10, ten did a dum-dum.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so. I mean, to be fair, there was also, like, there. there's only the knowledge of, like, yes, that actually counted when Moffat. Like, I'm pretty sure, I'm not entirely sure, but I think I remember reading before Eleven's regeneration that like some official media or something had the tally at like that didn't count as a full regen and he still has like however many more and then Moffat decided to make it count
2: yeah and adding the war incarnation also bumped it up so yeah
1: it's weird because why would it not Count that would imply that he, you know, maybe, maybe because child... like the
0: full, maybe because like the full process didn't complete or whatever. Yeah, okay, it's, okay, yeah, it's, like, it's a little bit that... weird, but like, he, let me let me put it this way people were hesitant to uh t- to proclaim that it counted until Moff had eventually just went ahead and said, like, yeah, it counts. No, I can
1: definitely see that, like i can see that for like surrounding the show reasons of like yeah no of course it, it can't count because they need to like keep it going but then but then yeah. it's like logically within the show that wouldn't make sense because if he could just regenerate into himself like even before timeless child that meant he could have just kept doing
0: that yeah it's a really shitty writing device yeah <laughs> <laughs> Or like the like it's it's the same thing like you know what does the same thing but worse when he fakes a when twelve fakes a regen in lie of the land that seems really stupid. Yep. Now, admittedly, I'll give I'll give I will ironically I will actually give Moffat more slack there than I will give RTD because that entire storyline was hella rushed because like his mom died while he was writing it, so like emotionally and time-wise he was not in a state to actually get a better draft out but it's really dumb
2: and at least there it's not a cliffhanger
0: yeah Although I think it was in the previews because uh, BBC uh, oh, yeah. advertisements are uh, jackasses. Yeah,
2: Sim Master and the fake regeneration were yeah. in the
0: trailer. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to slap. Yeah. I want to slap someone at the BBC I mean, for that.
2: Yeah, prop, props. Few of the props to Chibnall. We did not know that Sasha yeah. Dwan was the master until that happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's like the one thing I can give him props for. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. That's that's the one thing.
2: Yeah, we got a fuck you, Chris Chibnall, and a props, so the universe is in balance again, <laughs> Damned unlike this storyline. i
0: praise for Chris Chibnall. <laughs> uh, anyways. So yes, then immediately the Daleks gank the TARDIS, uh, put it in their big spaceship. Uh, we are also introduced to Mickey, uh, Chad Mickey, who... Um definitely has some chattery in this episode but definitely not as much as he could have had just just putting it out there. He doesn't even get to use his cool gun. Oh no wait, yes he does. Sorry. He uses it once.
2: Also I I have to wonder like like I get why you want the character of Jackie to be there but like really she has the gun? Like why not Pete Tyler? I don't maybe they couldn't get the actor.
0: No, because Pete Tyler wasn't as big of a character as Jackie was, and it's like the big finale. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's so like true. you. You have you have Rose and her main family members. You have Martha and the only family member of hers that even had a slight bit of character. <laughs> yeah, and then you have Donna and her family members.
2: Can, can we talk about? Can we talk about how they basically, uh, right away, the whole. Um fucking teleport thing by the reason i didn't disperse into atoms was because my mind put in the coordinates of the person i oh, love yeah, that's
0: stupid too <laughs>
2: <laughs> like i don't care but that was just like an eye roll moment where i was just like really okay why the fuck not
0: <laughs> there is a lot of like, I know, like, RTD finales are, like... Like, I, I really... I think the thing with this episode is, like, RTD finales got bigger and dumber every year until they couldn't get any bigger or dumber, and then this happened. There are so many just, like, stupid plot conveniences in this episode. Um. Uh, yeah, so Martha teleports to Germany... I like the little thing of the Dalek saying uh, "exterminate" in Germany. I don't know. I don't really know why I like that, but I like it. It's a nice touch. They're multicultural
2: uh, or in their genocide. <laughs> it's consideration.
0: Yeah. Um, so yes. Uh, everyone steps out of the TARDIS except for Donna, who gets uh, ganked with the TARDIS, and they they drop it into the big ouchy flame pit. Um, to destroy the TARDIS, um, and then Donna touches the hand in the jar and and causes this uh meta crisis, which, who boy, I'll get into my rant about that later. Um, Same. Also,
2: like every time I rewatch this episode, I forget the whole heartbeat thing and how she zones yeah. out multiple times. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, why though?
0: <laughs> yeah. I like how, for some reason, Jack just, like, idly shoots at a Dalek. Like, bruh, you literally died, like, the first time doing that. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Do you, like, you don't even have, like, your big fucking, like, cool defabricator gun. Because you used that to blow up a Dalek earlier. Like, maybe, maybe he was planning on getting killed just like as like the ultimate like haha they can't expect me literally coming back from the fucking dead
2: yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff that's like yeah again like a lot of stuff in this two-parter happens because like plot and we need to get from point A to point B and that happens with varying levels of sense make yeah nice touch though rose wouldn't know that yeah, Rose She's doesn't bro. know that
0: Jack is literally yeah. immortal. Um, yeah. So, yes. uh, The only good part about the Metacrisis Doctor is the interactions with Donna, because obviously, you, like, obviously, David Tennant and Catherine Tate are always good and have always been good and are very good at, like, playing off each other. Yeah. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna count this real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 7 oys in that one scene, most of which in a thirty second period. Pog. Yeah. Um,
2: their chemistry really comes through, and it, it's rewarding because now they basically can like act as each other. Yeah, um,
0: no, if, like, as much as I fucking hate everything to deal with this meta-crisis and how much it is literally just to set up multiple bad plot conveniences... Which um, contradict each other, by the way. Yeah. We'll
2: get into that.
0: Um, Like, I still, like, the acting part of it is still good. Because, obviously, it's David Tennant and Catherine Tate, and saying that, like... Them having a bad day is, from what I can tell, functionally impossible. Like they are like a, like an actor like dream team that like I can't think of like a good, like, modern like they they feel like a like a duo like a duo comedy bit, except that they can do more than just comedy, like like an Abbott and Costello, but they can do more than just like base comedy. Like, Tennant and Tate, you know. Um, uh, so yes, uh, and then we get to the, the thing here of the Osterhagen Key, which is now I can get into my rant about Martha. So here's the thing. First off, the Osterhagen Key is the same fucking weapon in pieces MacGuffin from last year. So I'm going to start with that. Secondly... The weapon in pieces thing was already, like, pointed out last year of, like, A, that's stupid, and B, I would never use it, and do you think the doctor would ever have me use it? So the fact that here she's like, yeah, okay, I'll use the nukes, even when she literally knows the doctor is on the planet and dealing with this is just fucking, I, it feels so weirdly out of character for Martha agreed like, and, and, and I... it's it's especially like it's a u- weird like unit side of martha that you see like both like you see bits of it in Sontar and stratagem and you see a lot of it here but it's completely absent from the torchwood episodes with martha in them
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like there's a lot of weird inconsistency there about like I don't maybe it's where RTD intended to take the character, but if so that's fucking stupid and doesn't fit how she's written in series 3 at all.
2: I could buy it if the doctor definitely wasn't there, but like she knows he is. And it's yeah. like at this point it's just like are you yeah, just if, following if, orders yeah, because you have them?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like there's There's, like, I'd understand if she, like, did it because it had been, like, 48 hours or whatever, and shit was about to get real bad, and the doctor hadn't shown up. Like, I'd understand that, but that's not what's going on. Nope. (laughs) Like, she literally knows he's on the planet, and anyway, she's like, Yeah, sorry, I gotta go detonate these fucking nukes under the Earth's core. (laughs) Like, bitch, what?!
2: Yeah, it's also like, and this this kind of goes into the whole like how Davros' is rad it, it, centrist you know, it, "you're just as bad as me" plot falls apart. It's yeah. just like I don't know if I was faced with the choice of being eradicated molecularly or being in a Dalek slave camp or just you know ceasing to exist, I'd probably choose just ceasing to exist. Like,
0: also, <laughs> also, there's 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 the thing of a. Um, like, oh, God, what was I, shit, I had a, I had a thought, and then I lost it, oh, man. Oh, uh, it it really pisses me off that, like, it essentially also means that Martha doesn't do anything in this episode other than teleport around, follow unit orders, get ganked by Davros, and fly the TARDIS at the end. Like, it is it is Rose and Donna that do the majority of the legwork, and obviously that is a problem of, like, how much companions are piled up. But, mm-hmm. like, I totally think it would be possible for you to write a plot where everyone actually has something to do that matters. Because it ends up where, like, most of what the people who aren't Rose or Donna do in this episode, like... Not much of it actually matters in the long run.
2: Cough. Avengers Endgame. Game. Um, yeah,
0: totally. And I think well, so Avengers this... Endgame Game is three hours, but you know this was yeah, two no, hours. I know. This was <laughs> and... two hours. They could have d- come up with something. Yeah, and
2: I think the shame is like, I could see a way to fix this, like more simply. Even if you wanted to keep the stupid Osterhagen bullshit, is like, what if? you know, the Daleks start coming down and start, like, genociding and wrecking face because, of course, they do. They're a freaking yeah. Dalek empire. And she basically, like, goes into full panic mode, goes into, like, oh, my God, it's the year of hell, but, like, 10,000 times worse. And because of yeah. that, she's basically, like, not thinking right, and she's doing yeah. stuff that ultimately would be contrary to her real values and the Doctor's values. Like, I- if you wanted to go that route you could do it especially with how she is in the two episodes we see of her in this season but they don't take that route they take the i'm a soldier and i was told to do this um but i'll feel bad about it
0: (laughs) it's like moffat's fucking soldier bullshit from 12 but worse Mm Hmm. yeah Um uh, so yes, and then then we get to the Oh yeah. First off, there's the really funny thing of like like ooh, we have the doctor like activate the holding cells and just two spotlights turn on. It's just like ooh. To, Ooh, you probably, you really, like, you, it's not even a colored light. To, it's to just fair, a spotlight.
2: To be fair, there's, like, a small effect around it occasionally, like, when he touches it, but yeah.
0: When yeah, they have the budget to briefly show it.
2: Yeah, it's, again, I think I sh- I shared this either in our, in the Discord or in the personal chat. It's like the fucking Revenge of the Sith force fields. Yeah. But without the effect most of the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just like, oof. Um, but yes, then we get to the, the fucking bullshit with Davros where he's like, oh, like, the, like you're no, not as good as me because you all have these people who die for you. But I'm like, here's the thing. This isn't like, I think this would make sense if it was Seven, who was a manipulator and totally would bank on that as part of his plan. Ten? is of the more common breed of doctors that just sort of bumblefucks their way through the situation and hopes it all works out. And, like, everything that Davros cites in this are all things that they do on their own agency without the doctor asking, or in some cases even really wanting them to do.
2: Yeah. Again, it's the whole rad centrist like oh i may have created a genocidal race but uh you you created people who like, will fight it's, for it's what they not, believe in
0: <laughs> yeah that's not what? it's it's not the doctor like fashioning these people to do it for him because that's not what it was it is it's these people becoming uh yeah it's it's these people becoming people who are willing to fight and die for like what they believe in uh, like to save people, not not for the doctor, for like they, the people they care about.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna oh, push f- back on this a bit. Um, I I think that from Daz, working from Dowros's perspective, that that claim actually makes some sense. Um,
0: I okay, I right? Like yeah, is. but the thing is, is that that like there's a thing of like presenting it, like, it's the same thing of, like, for example, I'm gonna use the example of, of Crasco from Rosa here, where, if the episode per- pers- like, if the episode, like, portrayed the thing of, like, him thinking that killing Rosa Parks or stopping her from doing whatever it is will undo civil rights and- and bring back good old-fashioned racism and that was just his dumb idea, then- I think that then I would have actually enjoyed that episode a lot, a lot more. And I think it would have actually like, Hey, that's actually a good idea, but it doesn't. The doctor backs up his bullshit theory. And that's the thing of like, it doesn't ever feel like the episode ever satisfactorily pushes back against that enough for it to be portrayed as just his view.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
2: I'll, I'll half agree with Celeste. I think, I think the Davros who, like, just came from, like, dealing with Seven and probably, like, the very early War Doctor would probably also be that vicious. It's just, like— Right, but
0: I don't think that context is, like— No, yeah, exactly. There's not the level of continuity there to support that context.
2: Yeah, so it's, like, even if—even if in canon this is true, you still have to narratively or in the plot or in some way— show that and this is the weird ironic thing maybe not ironic but like the whole you just use people for your own ends probably fits 10 more after he starts going cuckoo after like yeah. waters of mars like that probably fits that version of 10 more yeah. than 10 has or been at least, up well, to like this yes, point.
0: like like it's maybe a sense of like yes but like and and i there definitely is a point of like yeah that happens but it's sort of like it's a little bit weird because you never get the sense that ten is consciously doing that. People just kind of do it around him..
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's that, not that's like we're like literally like
0: there like <laughs> literally there's stuff in expanded universe where seven literally manipulates people into dying for his plan and like for example like there is like an expanded universe thing where ace gets really pissed at him for doing that and walks out on him yeah so like it it very much like it fits 7 it doesn't fit 10 i don't i don't think it fits 10 enough for it to work
2: do you think this could fit 11 or 12
0: not 11 uh maybe 12 if only because of 12's more outward callousness but only like early 12 yeah
2: i think i think i could make an interesting argument for 11 since he basically admits to manipulating things so that like amy would think that coming with him would be like a dream like there's that whole thing in the god complex about that but again even that isn't to the level yeah, but of that's, like that's a little you bit are different. my warrior that's... now <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's not the same thing. We're like, or like, for example, like the, you are my warrior now thing, or like, that's literally like part of the reason why he picks ACE or like, like goes with ACE is specifically because he wants to like, it's, it's part sort of like this sort of paternal, like I want to teach you about things, but he also, a lot of the time uses her as a tool. So, like, yeah, it it very much feels like it's tailor-written for 7 or a version of the Doctor that 10 isn't because 10 just doesn't think that far ahead. Yeah. Like, it it basically, it could work, but it is a mismatch for the current incumbent Doctor that it is directed at.
2: And with the amount of time they spend to, like, I mean, this is—I think this is a longer than average episode, anyway. But like the fact that we have—it is—it's
0: like an—it is over an hour.
2: Yeah, the fact that we have this plus the whole reality bomb bullshit—it's like—and the fact is, the reality bomb is so baked into why all these planets are here that it's like you can't really axe that to make more time for the whole showing the doctor's soul thing. Um, yeah. So it's—it's it's just a weird like kind of writing a lot. And this is a kind of a indicative thing of a lot of RTD's finales is that there's just corners that because of how he's constructed things, some of it may work, yeah. but the conclusion is really borked. And I'd say the only like yeah. really truly consistent RTD finale in terms of quality is series one.
0: Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the only one, you know what? Like I, you know what I'm, 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 I'm going to put forward an idea here that I just thought of, of, you know how to make this work. Instead of being the warrior angle, have it be how much he wants to be seen as this messianic savior figure. Like, for example, the Voyage of the damn thing where he says, like, oh, I'm going to save you all, don't worry. And then almost everyone dies. Like, if they went for that angle, that would work really well. The, like, manipulator angle doesn't work. Doesn't work.
2: Yeah, especially with Ten's ego. Yeah. That would hit him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if they, they, like, played with, like, the messianic figure, like, stuff going on, that would be good, but...
2: Especially, especially since, like, the whole, like, idea of the religious or the higher figure that knows what's good for you. This is jumping ahead a bit, but the fact that he basically doesn't ask whether Rose or... oh yeah no 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 i will
0: i will get into how extremely uncomfortable donna leaving make like that scene makes me no yeah because there is like i don't know if it's intentional but there is some very not good subtext there yeah that i could that one could read into it that feels like yeah donna's
2: roses and his uh metacrisis ending i think are i hate
0: everything that happens after the tardis comes back and the doors open i already didn't like like a lot of the stuff before then but i especially hate everything after that
2: yeah i i would say from the moment they're on bad wolf bay i start like my opinion of everything nosedives but yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um so yes uh Basically, just when everything's about to happen, we get the ass pull to end all ass pull. Actually, you know what? What's really funny is the fucking thing where, like, it is... The pacing of it is comical. Where you have the thing where, like... Ten runs out of the TARDIS with, like, the gun and is like, ah, and then, like, immediately gets zapped. And then Donna immediately runs out and is like, I got it, and then also gets zapped. Like, watching that scene, I just, I couldn't help but, like, start, like, chuckling because it looks really dumb and, like, anticlimactic.
2: Yeah, the, the storyboarding and blocking for that is just, like, this is an awesome comeback, and then, uh, uh no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, Donna gets up and uh, ass pulls everything. And again, this is good. I I like that idea. Uh, like, I like the idea of, like, being that, that intellect that that matches. Um, and, like, obviously, like, I... I don't know how much they'd be able to write around that, but, like, it would be really interesting if they could have written, like, some other stuff, like, other than, like, this 10-minute sequence around it. Because that would be a really interesting change in further development of the player. I mean, not that I've been listening to too many fucking Valve developer commentaries. A really interesting development of the character that I also think could lead to some interesting things of, like, the character trying to sort of reconcile the the Time Lord and human parts and, and how that makes Donna act. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, yes, returns all the planets. They all fly the TARDIS home. There's, like, big, like, yeehaw, haw yippee music. Oh, yeah, and Dala Khan is like, psych, bitch. I planned this all along. So, okay, and now I guess I can get into sort of my annoyance about the Metacrisis Doctor, because the Metacrisis Doctor feels like it is an ass-pull to solve three different plot points. The plot point of how do we give Rose literally everything she wants, which in of itself infuriates me. The plot point of how do we get Donna out of here and then, because obviously she's not going to be like Martha and just choose to stop because she's incredibly invested, um, and the plot point of how do we deal with Davros? And where the like plot it point feels like 10, 10. yeah, 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 or yeah, that too. So it feels like it feels like. He exists to basically do all of those things and then nothing else. Like, he exists to kill Davros, and then Ten can be like, Oh no, you're such an asshole because you killed a genocidal mass murder that was literally planning to destroy the entire universe and would totally do it again if you let him live.
2: Yeah, we we haven't even touched on the stupidity of the reality bomb, but the fact that it's like,
0: how the fuck are the Daleks like shielded from it?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just like imagine, imagine if you came up with you're you're a Nazi and you come like, up with the final like, solution, but it also kills you. Like yeah, what? no,
0: like the 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 entire thing is like it's supposed to be implied that they will survive it somehow, but based on the literal mechanics that they explain of how it works, there is physically no way that it would be survivable.
2: Yeah, it's like even even the Time Lord like. Will become beings of pure energy in a matterless universe. Like at least there, you you somewhat maybe survive. And you see,
0: you see, yeah, you see what their plan is. They yeah. basically were like, "Let's become the Q."
2: This is basically like, I don't know. I feel like there's there there's a level of villainy and evil where it's just like, what if we took, what if we took someone like the Joker who thinks like. I got this plan that nobody fucking, you know, knows what to do. But like, yeah, no, but take all that out and make it more stupid.
0: Last year, we're like, ooh, the entire universe is at stake and move it. Or like technically several, several years of, ooh, the entire universe at stake. And it's like, okay, well, how do we raise the stakes? The entire multiverse is at stake. Reality is it's as it's in itself is completely at stake. And it's just like, uh. yeah, (laughs) yeah. um so yeah uh and then uh little little not uh, there's a little continuity nod to to uh like them being like haha gwen's did de- like descended from gwyneth and unquiet dead
2: why the fuck is that in there i'm sorry that Uh, just... because
0: it's pl- because it's played by the same actress
2: no i know that but it's just like why <laughs> i don't know
0: because fan service
2: yeah, that's that's probably one of the only instances where I was just like, "Oh fuck you!" Like you you didn't yeah. you didn't
0: need that. Um, I will also say the scene of them all flying the TARDIS is good. Mm-hmm. That is one of the other like, like that's one of the few good things I can say about this scene. Also, the thing of like how he's assigning roles for everyone and gets to Jackie and is just like, "No, no, just sit down." <laughs>
1: Okay, here's the thing. I largely agree with, like, both of your criticisms. It's just, for me, the reason I still ended up liking it is just a purely emotional thing. I don't know. It hit the right notes for me, and I don't really care about the plot, like, failures. Mm. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I I, I don't have a logical justification for why I like the episode. It's, It's just i like the characters enough and i like what happens with them enough that i'm like yeah okay i'm done with this like it's definitely not a perfect episode i'm not going to give it a nine or a ten but it's like i don't know i liked it <laughs>
2: i can i can understand that it's like again this is kind it's, of the whole yeah. mcu it's, shtick is that even if yeah. you don't love every movie or every plot point you have that investment you have you know these characters so even if it's just like culminating and nothing really hits logically or like not a lot of it does. It's still.
0: And it's, it's, it's a similar thing with like, I'm going to bring Christmas invasion up too, because it's another example of like something. I'm going to use this, that example too of it. They were both episodes that I loved when I was a kid and would always like, if I'd skip other things, which would normally like, for example, the stuff that I'd skip would maybe be the more higher (coughs) concept, like lower key episodes that I ended up praising a lot more when we went back and reviewed them critically for the show um but like when i was a kid like yeah cuz there's like there's that spectacle and like oh my god it's like the whole the whole of the the universe as you as you know it coming together and like that that title crawl where like there's like 50 like six, six or seven names in that title sequence and you're just like oh my god but the pro, like there's the like it's it's definitely like for example christmas invasion if you just turn your brain off it's a perfectly enjoyable like watch and to hear i think that's the case for the lesser extent but i think i just there are some things in this that just are too big that i can't turn my brain off because they piss me off
2: yeah it's like that it's that kind of double-edged sword it's just like if you have this culmination thing where it's like a lot of significant things are happening, and you have all these important characters involved. It's not going to be like a regular, like episode with a few missteps or a regular series finale. It's it's going to be more, and the triumphs will hit harder, and so will the not triumphs. So,
0: yeah, definitely.
2: But yeah, I, I can I can understand liking this episode. I I certainly did like pretty much, even despite the whole Davros stupidity and the odd rose comment that kind of made me raise an eyebrow it wasn't until again the bad wolf section where i was just like okay what yeah (laughs) comma the fuck
0: yeah so yeah um and then you know there's all like everyone like piles out of the tardis sarah jane is a nice scene uh mickey and martha join torchwood only to get unjoined from Torchwood because the BBC cut the goddamn motherfucking run order. Um, and then, uh, so yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the the 10 takes Jackie and Rose back to bad wolf Bay. So, Rose can get everything that she wants. And here is the problem. Here is the problem. This actively undoes an actually good, like, I have my problems with Doomsday, but I think that farewell scene is good, especially because of, like, how bittersweet and emotional it is. And... I think there's a way to give that, like, a catharsis here of, like, oh, they do get to, like, see each other and there there is that bit to it again without completely just being, like, no, you get the, you get to, you get a human version of the person who you simp for who will grow old with you and will be your poif- perfect boyfriend and you get all you want that just feels like, no. Like, it it just actively undoes, like, a lot of the beauty of Doomsday.
2: I'm going to slightly disagree with you that she gets what she wants, but, like, hear me out.
0: No, the the only reason she doesn't get exactly what she wants is because she's being an annoying shit again and was like, no, I want the real one.
2: Well, yeah, kind of, but, like, my whole problem... Which still pisses me off. That pisses
0: me off, too.
2: (laughs) My whole problem is, like, first of all, there's... Obviously, there's the big whole, like, kind of consent, weird, iffy thing with, like, Ten basically deciding he's going to wipe Donna's memories. Um, Well, no,
0: no, well, I, I, no, I will move on to Donna's thing later. No, yeah. I'm talking about specifically Rose's shit.
2: No, yeah, because (laughs) that's related, because he doesn't ask her, because, because he could do the same goddamn thing if he just left them there. It's just like, you're back in your own universe now, but you have to stay with him. And again, I think that would still be wrong. He doesn't say, like... He's basically saying, like, this is this is the solution to my problem without asking her. Because maybe she doesn't want to be with him. I know the episode narratively goes that way, but it's just, like, he doesn't ask her also, what she again, wants. The entire he doesn't ask him what he life. wants.
0: The entire <laughs> concession of this is like, oh, he, they can still be boyfriends make out sometimes uh, without... <sighs> like w- without like completely disrupting the status quo as we know it
2: exactly and i Which, don't know the whole uh, the whole thing of like
1: it's we save the universe but
2: the consequence is him it's just like dude he he is less if you want to talk about like being problematic he just has your memories he did probably
0: he did the right thing
2: yeah i would agree and also it's like you don't lock yourself up in a parallel universe like you are willing to like have the master basically prisoner on your tardis or just be there like but your yeah your own clone is too far like the fuck i don't know it's just again this like, makes it's just like, very clinical yeah. from a narrative out of universe perspective yeah. but in universe it's just like you're not giving these people a choice of where they're going to be and you're just like there
0: is, there is something to say about like 10's arrogance and character. And like, that's something that I understand, but it's not just the character. Like this is very clearly like RTD and it, yeah. it really pisses me off that like in the same episode, I guess we'll move on to this now where like the, the Donna's memory is, is uh like, like it's revealed that like having all the time Lord, like knowledge or like brain power is uh overclocking Donna's brain CPU too much and will literally kill her and as such he has to completely wipe her memory. So here's the thing, like thinking about it like my mom like I've I've talked with my mom occasionally about like problems that she had with RTD specifically dealing with like child to a lesser extent children of earth and especially Miracle Day and why she doesn't like Miracle Day. And she felt that it got over like she felt that Miracle Day got overly cruel. And like I I like I, I kind of disagree, and I always like I, I think I still like RTD era like more than than she does, and some of that might be like uh, nostalgia, but and I don't necessarily share some of the issues. but this is a case where I think this is needlessly pointlessly cruel. Yeah, And it, it happens in the same episode that Rose, who we already, like, kind of were, like, uh, who, like, I think we all agree is probably our least favorite of the RTD-era, like, main companions, getting basically everything that she wants and getting the perfect happy... It's not even bittersweet anymore, really, ending. Like, it's, like, not only is the scene uncomfortable because there's no consent and he doesn't like try to find another option. He just immediately is like, yep, this is what we're doing. And this is what we're doing it, how we're doing it and makes the choice for her. And it physically, like I kind of had to pause the episode and walk away for a bit because it really like it upset me both like in the writing thing. And also because it feels very uncomfortable And I don't necessarily think the subtext there was intentional, but it's still there.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. And this—here's the thing. I agree with everything you just said about—with Donna versus Rose. But then I realized something that made this worse, and that the same plot point, like, or device of the Metacrisis wants to have it both ways. Because the whole thing with Donna is that she— there can't be a human metacrisis because she has human biology, including the brain, but having all of his memories and, like, smarts and intelligence as a Time Lord is, like, breaking her. Why doesn't that break uh, his clone? Because he's human, biologically. He has one heart. He presumably has a human brain, too, and yet he's fine. Yeah. Like, he, he'll have all of Ten's memories up to that point of everyone, including the War Doctor, including... And this is even stupider if you think about the Timeless Child, which actually works in our favor yeah. for once of how stupid that is, but he's fine. So it's just like, he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. There's no reason that right after Ten and Donna leave the beach that his clone doesn't immediately start dying on the beach. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it very much comes of a way of, like, there's another thing, too. There's another thread, too, actually, that I would go for, which is... um, There's, like, this whole foreshadowing of, like, ooh, the Children of Time will come together and one of them will die. And, of course, he ass-pull, like, cops out of it by being, like, oh, it's only, like, the metaphorical thing with Donna. But it's weird because I feel like it's a thing where, like, he doesn't have it in him to k- actually kill a Doctor Who companion off. But then in the process, he does, like, worse, a worse violence to the character.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- this, I think functionally, this is a type of death. Like, this is, mm-hmm. if, if I had, like, five years of my memories just gone, and then I had to, like, live as a person of like who i was before i would form new experiences and probably new friendships i would functionally be mentally a different person so it's like Like but it's even more horrible than that because yeah wow
0: imagine that happening to you yeah i'm sorry no well and it's it's like it's like if donna if Donna like actually died in the episode for whatever reason and there there was a scene there or maybe even not a scene and there i feel like it emotionally would have been more of a gut punch in the way that like RTD intended and might even have backed up Davros's like bullshit better than this because the way this is it's just ah uh. like every time like it's weird because like Every single time that I have, like, because I've seen this a lot, and every single time that I have watched this as I, as I get older, it makes me more and more uncomfortable every time.
2: And again, I think for a while I was thinking, like, that I was pissed off about how Moffat brought Clara back more no, than No, actually,
0: this. yeah. No, 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 no. I was, I was actually, I was going to get to that. If once again, Moffat actually does something better where... 12 tries the same shit of like oh i'm just going to wipe your memory and and you can forget about me and I'll, I'll put you back and you'll be safe and he does he tries to do the same thing with bill too and both times clara and bill are like hey that's really fucked up what the hell
2: yeah and then in the case of clara it backfires on him and uh, yeah of course that eventually goes away but it's like he still feels the consequences of that for a good long while um yeah and then, of course, in a series twelve, I I think literally in the series twelve premiere, she like wipes the memory of one of the temporary historical companions she has, which yeah, I guess fucking in Chris the weird Chibnall. case
0: of like okay, you do it here, but not any of the other times, yeah,
2: yeah, like, is fucking inconsistent. Fucking I don't Chris know. Chibnall I think shot. Yeah, aside from the one like examination of that with like twelve and Clara, I think. If that w- if that ability of the doctors wasn't introduced in classic, I think that was a big gaff of yeah. RTD. Not just like with the subtext, but just although to be
0: fair, the mind wipe the mind wipe that he tries with. Well, actually, no, he does try to do the thing with with Bill, but the the mind wipe that he tries to do with Clara is different.
2: Yeah, and then there's the fucking memory worm. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's a whole. Uh, yeah. We're getting into ex- extemporaneous stuff, but yeah, yeah. it's just. It's Basically, gross.
0: if I was made showrunner of Doctor Who, which would be a terrible idea because I'm bad at writing things, my first decree would be the Doctor is not allowed to perform mind wipes on anyone.
2: So, I have a question. Then, what do you think? Because, because I think uh, I'm thinking of a few ways to like, quote unquote, solve this. So, if if we have if we have the ten clone, either go with Rose or just live. Um,
0: I wouldn't introduce see see there's your problem in the first place I wouldn't introduce the 10 clone. I think that I, in itself is a mistake. It only exists the 10 clone only exists to try and patch out all of the bad writing mistakes this episode makes.
2: Okay. Well, so would you would you come up with another solution or do you think you would I have done a I would have basically
0: I would have basically completely like I don't know exactly what I do and I'm not a good writer. But I, I would probably take basically everything from just before the cliffhanger to stolen Earth kicks in, on through the entire rest of the story.
2: That's fair. Everything gets. Re-written. I just as as a <laughs> as a writer myself, or like I I do it when I can. One of the games I like to play with like pieces of media and fiction that I don't like is like what are the fewest amount of changes I could make to a story to like improve it in the best possible way so like in my game i'm like if i have to keep the metacrisis and i have to keep the fact that 10 number two is around how do i make donna exiting the tardis not terrible and not how it's done and if i had to keep the metacrisis and 10 2 i would probably have her choose to die with the memory she has because i think that's
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, that would,
0: that would actually be like, I think that would be like a legitimate emotional pull and be very in character for her. And would, I think would also sort of set up, it would still very much set up the direction that Ten takes up until Waters of Mars in the specials. I think that would still work really well, and I think would be a genuinely emotional piece of writing that I think would make me, on the whole, be a lot more positive on this episode.
2: And then, frankly, that would even lead better, or that would lead really well into End of Time if you keep Wilf as a companion, because then at when it gets to the point where he refuses for a second to save him, he thinks, like, oh my god, like, I can't let another one of them die. Yeah, like, I can't although, do that.
0: although... Although, I do kind of see, like, I don't know if he had end of time planned, but I, I that might also be a case of, like, he couldn't do that because then he would have to find a way to justify, like, Wilf. Because I don't know if Wilf would be willing to, like, hang out with him
2: Yeah, Donna was I mean, dead, but, but still. But odds, odds are better for him than with Sylvia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah I mean, that that's a whole other thing. I was just I was just curious because to my mind, the easiest way with the least amount of changes is to just have her choose to die, which again would go into tense ego because he although would... I
0: think there is a yeah. thing there is a thing of like can companions that actually just straight up died. Even in classic, we rare. There's only a handful of examples, and it's technically never straight happened in New Who because both of the Moffat examples got undone at the end. I'm not sure if it is a writer thing or if it is a BBC thing, but the show establishment does seems to think that, like, actually physically killing off a companion is too far.
2: Yeah, I would... I mean, I would... Blunt, to be blunt, I would call that dumb because, frankly, there are fates I, worse I than agree, death.
0: I agree, but. I agree, but.
2: No, yeah. It's dumb, and they have it both ways with the Metacrisis. Yeah. <laughs> Long story fucking short.
0: Yeah. And then we get the gif of sad David Tennant in the, the rain. That's really, that's all I have to say about this episode, aside from the gif of David Tennant. Gave David Tennant the reign that became a meme. (laughs) Uh, Anything else before rating?
1: David Tennant.
0: David Tennant. More like, Day, I'm gonna go uh, non-consensually, completely rewrite uh, my friend's memories and personality. Tennant.
2: Hate when that happens. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess... This is kind of like damning with faint praise, maybe. But like to to the actor's credit, the scene where he's talking to Wilf yeah. and Sylvia and
0: Believe me, the acting is never going to be my complaint with yeah. these scenes. The this whole episode is acted well. It's just the writing is so fucking atrocious that I don't think it makes up for it.
2: No, yeah. I just yeah, I think Yeah, the the way that ten leaves and Donna barely gives him a second gl- glance like that that broke my heart not for the right reasons because what led up yeah. to it was stupid but it's like hey you know you 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 did a good thing
0: I wouldn't even necessarily mind as much if Donna like understood and like agreed like it is specifically the fact that that it is very explicitly non-consensual, that really makes me incredibly uncomfortable.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got nothing else to say before right. ratings.
0: Yeah, I guess, so yeah. It's very much a thing of, like, again, like, all of the, almost all of the finales that we have discussed have had, a pretty decent setup, and then varying levels of a letdown of a second part. But I think this is the most extreme. I think Stolen Earth still has a lot of good shit in it, and the most like uh, the majority of the good shit in the two-parter is in Stolen Earth. I'd give Stolen Earth like B plus, maybe sort of like seven eight out of ten, but I've spent so much of this, like, the runtime of this episode, which at this point has been going for like an hour and a half close to probably at this point. I've spent so much of it bitching about Journey's End that Journey's End, like, C minus D, I really, I have a lot of problems with Journey's End.
2: yeah i i enjoyed a decent amount of stolen earth in fact i've probably enjoyed all of stolen earth aside from like the weird shadow proclamation bullshit and rose <laughs> um and then journey's yeah. end is just like the plot and concept become even more convoluted and then the characters like the most important and central characters just fall flat in their arcs and in their execution, um, which is a shame. And I know we didn't really talk about the fact that like the rest of the Torchwood team, Ionto and Gwen, don't do anything. Um yeah, which, oh, yeah you know, I under-
0: and there is that too.
2: Yeah, I understand that it's like at a certain point, even even Jack going up against Daleks is kind of like eyebrow raising. Like I, I understand you couldn't have them do a lot, but it was having now watched more of Torchwood before I didn't really care. I was just like, "Oh, okay." But now it's it kind of stings more. Um yeah, the ending is bullshit. <laughs> so many so many things that are like weird implications or just not well thought out. Um I would definitely say I was probably overall more entertained than in the series 2 or series 3 finale just because of there's more characters I like. Yeah. And there's more, like, investment, and it's it feels more like a culmination. But when it comes to delivering on that culmination, it just it falls flat. Um, and if, if this had been, like, the end of 10, and he had somehow fucking regenerated, or if he had regenerated, you know, in the cliffhanger, and we didn't have end of time, I'd probably think a lot less of this. But knowing that the consequences of this episode at least somewhat lead to good things with... Ten's character in Waters of Mars and End of mm-hmm. Time help push it up a few points for me. Um, Stone Earth, I'd probably give a a, a solid B or B plus two. Um, and Journeys End, I'd give a D plus two, um, just because it's like uh, salvageable until the very end. Um, but yeah, I would I would give this episode a rating of. Uh, be drunk while you watch it. It's probably better Just for you. Just don't
0: think about it. If you think about it at all, you get really... And that that's sort of my problem is I ca- there are parts of it that I kind of... I can't not think about it because of how, like, deeply, Like, for example, how deeply uncomfortable that Donna scene makes me.
2: Yeah. <sighs> all
1: right. So... For for Stolen Earth, I would say, yeah, definitely like an 8 out of 10, 8.5, somewhere around there. It's just, it's a very solid episode. You got a lot good going. Um, Rose is a little weird and awkward, and I did not like her. She's she, she just like comically bad. Yeah. And just all of this. Everything she says is just like, shut up.
0: Why? Yeah, it's just like, why?
1: <laughs> yeah, so. I didn't like that aspect of um, Soul and Earth, but besides that, I think it was a pretty solid episode, and I, I enjoyed it, so 8-ish eight, to 8.5-ish. Um, for Journey's End, you know, I I absolutely get, like, why you would, you would dislike it, because, like, yeah, it's definitely very unfair in his resolution, and there's just... <sighs> God, Martha's shit just does not make sense in that episode. Um... But I think I personally enjoyed it enough. Like, it was just enough of a sort of fun romp for me that it balances that out a bit. And I just didn't really care too much about the fact that it was kind of inconsistent. And, like, also just kind of fucked with storylines a bit. I, you know, I I can definitely see why that would matter more. And honestly, it usually would matter more for me. And it usually doesn't most episodes. But, like, I don't know why it didn't this episode just didn't bother me too much. So seven out of
0: 10. That's yeah. All right. That's fair. I can see that. Um, Yeah. So yeah, as, as said, uh, no, no Torchwood this week, no Torchwood next week. Um, next week we will be, uh, covering, um, the, uh, 2008 Christmas special uh the uh extremely obfuscatorily named uh the next doctor um which was totally like a fucking fake out um and I will probably what what we will do is I will set up the uh the poll for what we're going to do next, which will probably uh, as like a, the next bonus episode, because, of course, it's a new month. I'm uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I might. I'm going to have to think about it. I kind of want to keep going on the big finish train, but I'll have to see like what other people think. Um, but yeah, until then, uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon for benefits such as early access to episodes. Uh, the ability to uh, listen in live to episodes as they are recorded, and potentially even the ability to guest on an episode of your choosing. Uh, I'm Jeff. You can follow me on Twitter at WheatleyDL.
2: I'm depressed, and you can follow me at SkyHigh9 underscore five. Uh... Thank
0: you. Ah. <laughs> Understandable. And we will see you all next week. Mm. <laughs>